This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Yellowstone National Park officials say 16 employees tested positive for COVID-19 in September. The Bozeman Daily Chronicle reports that the 16 positive tests in 30 days in September quadruples the four reported in 105 days between May 18th and August 30th. Seven of the employees who tested positive in September work for the National Park Service. Nine work in concessions. Eight of the 16 have recovered. Park officials say all employees who have tested positive have been isolated according to guidelines from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Out of the estimated 2,000 Yellowstone employees, a total of eight one-hundredths of one percent, that's 0.08, have tested positive for the virus. Montana gubernatorial candidates Republican Greg Gianforti and Democrat Mike Cooney differed on their approaches to the economy and their responses to the coronavirus pandemic in their first debate Saturday night. The wealthiest member of Congress, with a net worth of over $135 million, Gianforte touted his business experience, which includes founding a startup technology company in Bozeman that was eventually sold for almost $2 billion. He faces current Lieutenant Governor Mike Cooney, who is vying for the seat after a long career in public service in the state, including stints as Secretary of State, State Senator, President of the State Senate, and the Montana House. Emphasizing his business experience, Gianforte called Cooney an out-of-touch career politician. Cooney said that his four decades of public service in Montana give him the experience to lead the state, touting his work in expanding Medicaid coverage. The two disagreed on the coronavirus. Gianforte said if elected, he would rely on personal responsibility to limit the spread of the virus rather than health mandates. Cooney said the state's response to the pandemic should rely on science and the best medical practices. The state has seen a rising number of COVID-19 cases, reporting more than 500 new cases in a single day for the first time on Saturday. More on that in a minute. Cooney highlighted the state's unemployment rate, which is one of the lowest in the country. Gianforte noted that Montana ranked as one of the lowest in the nation in terms of wages prior to the pandemic. Both candidates said they would oppose a sales tax. Gianforte said he would cut state property and income taxes, while Cooney said he would support raising taxes on the state's wealthiest residents. Cooney said it's not fair to expect low wage earners to pay the same tax rate as those making over half a million dollars a year. Gianforte said he would protect Medicaid expansion in the state, but he also said he would support repealing the Affordable Care Act, which would eliminate it. The governor's race has so far been one of the most expensive on record in the state, with Gianforte pouring millions from his personal wealth into his campaign. His personal contributions are more than Cooney's total contributions. A Helena judge has entered a $1.76 million fine against two corporations that were found to have made illegal contributions to more than a dozen Republican candidates seeking public office.
District Judge James Reynolds issued the default judgment against Western Tradition Partnership, which later became American Tradition Partnership, and Direct Mail and Communications Incorporated. Neither organization defended itself in court, and both are said to no longer exist, although American Tradition Partnership has an active website. Cases before the Commission of Political Practices and in state court determined that 15 Republican candidates received nearly $20,000 in free or reduced-price campaign services. The candidates did not report the services as contributions to their campaign, and the corporations were not legally allowed to make them. Candidates received services such as election advice, advertising, mailings, website development, and attack ads against their opponents. The effort was overseen by Western Tradition Partnership and Direct Mail, according to Judge Reynolds. Under Montana's campaign finance laws at the time, the civil penalty for unlawful corporate campaign spending is three times the contribution. The illegal contributions total nearly $294,000. Three times that is $882,000. Reynolds levied, levied rather the $882,000 penalty and another $882,000 penalty for failing to report them. You might remember American Tradition Partnership successfully sued to overturn the Montana law that the organization violated, one that prohibited corporations from spending money to support or oppose candidates or political parties. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled Montana's law was inconsistent with its 2010 ruling in Citizens United. Citizens United allows corporations and unions to spend unlimited money on elections as long as they report the spending. Montana health officials reported 212 new cases of the coronavirus early Monday, 32 in Cascade County, bringing the state's total number to 14,847. The good news is that that number is down from 501 on Saturday and 429 on Friday. Again, it was 212. The bad news is that the coronavirus has now been reported in all 56 of Montana counties. Petroleum County had been the holdout, but reported its first case on Monday, a woman in her 50s. Also, COVID-19 hospitalizations in Montana passed the 200 mark and are listed at 201. There have been 754 total hospitalizations. The number of deaths grew by 3 to 190. Cascade County posted two more deaths on Sunday, both men in their 70s with underlying conditions. The latest numbers mean 46 of the state's 56 counties are now under the governor's mask mandate since they have four or more active cases. Facial coverings must be worn in certain indoor spaces and in some outdoor activities. Contrary to viral claims, wearing surgical masks or cloth face coverings do not restrict the amount of oxygen a person breathes in, nor do masks cause a dangerous buildup of carbon dioxide. That's according to a study published in the journal Annals of the American Thoracic Society. The study of masks' impact on lung functions was inspired, researchers said, 
by a group of West Palm Beach, Florida residents who expressed anger at a commissioner's meeting in late June when local leaders ultimately voted to mandate masks. Some residents argued against the order, suggesting that wearing masks could lead people to inhale too much carbon dioxide. At least one resident said, without evidence, that the masks were literally killing people. Dr. Michael Campos, a pulmonologist with the Miami VA Medical Center and the University of Miami Hospital and Clinics, was watching the meeting on television and decided to conduct a study to determine whether masks have an impact on breathing. Campos and colleagues tested the effects of wearing a typical surgical mask on the body's ability to take in oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide. Fifteen study participants were military veterans with severe chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD. Their lung function was below 50%. The volunteers were then compared to 15 other people who served as healthy controls for the experiment. All participants wore masks for 30 minutes and then walked for six minutes, still wearing the face coverings. Using standard blood tests, researchers found no differences in the levels of oxygen or carbon dioxide circulating in any of the patient's systems. In fact, experts say people with underlying breathing problems like COPD may be best served by wearing masks. Quote, if you have a respiratory disease, you're at a much higher risk of contracting an infection, whether it's COVID-19 or the flu or any other respiratory problems. That's Dr. Farah Karamand, a pulmonologist and professor of medicine at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston. He was not involved with the research. The study included basic surgical masks that are now widely available. It did not study N95 masks, which are recommended for healthcare workers. Citing evidence that people can spread the coronavirus even if they do not have symptoms, the study authors wrote that universal mask use needs to be vigorously enforced in community settings, particularly now that we are facing a pandemic with minimal proven therapeutic interventions. Quote, we believe our data will help mitigate fears about the health risks of surgical masks and improve public confidence for more widespread acceptance and use. Again, that's according to the study. American attitudes and their usage of masks have shifted broadly as President Trump has been hospitalized for COVID-19. That's according to the National Geographic and Morning Consult poll taking over the weekend. More than six in ten Americans questioned say they are now more favorably looking at people wearing a mask and there's been a steady increase in mask usage among people of all ages, demographic groups, and political leanings. That's compared to a similar poll in July. Despite noisy no-mask protests, 92% of 2,220 Americans polled say they wear a face mask when leaving their home, with 74% saying they always do. That always percentage is up nearly a quarter since July, the poll has a 2% margin of error. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 30 states and provinces, now in 16 countries, 
Hello to our new friends in Singapore. It's on six continents and 300 listeners a day. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KMER in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.